Welcome to Livestream Stars. I'm Ross Brand. This is the show where we feature talented broadcasters delivering high-quality content across Livestream platforms. And Livestream Stars is brought to you by LivestreamUniverse.com, where you can find all of our schedules, past shows, and features. We also have daily updates with show recommendations on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash LivestreamUniverse. And now on iTunes as well. If you like what we do with our updates, please consider going to iTunes and leaving a review at LivestreamUniverse.com slash iTunes. That's LivestreamUniverse.com slash iTunes. And tonight's guest is Loria Petrucci. She hosts a weekly show, or a daily show, actually. Every week, you're on daily. <laughs> a daily like show on Facebook Live, on YouTube, and on two accounts on Twitter for live streaming pros. You can find out more information at LivestreamingPros.com and also Facebook.com slash LivestreamingPros. And of course, uh, Loria didn't start there. She's been one of the pioneers of live video and of podcasting, um, one of the first people to actually do a video podcast. And she has over a billion views to her credit and more than 3,500 videos and millions of social media followers. So I'll ask the first quote, what are you doing on this little show? (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, I, I, numbers don't matter, right? Like that's, that's really the key thing that I've learned over the years. I've had large numbers. I've had small numbers. It doesn't really matter. What matters is who's watching. Right. Well, thank you so much for (laughs) <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so thank you so much for, for coming on. And, um, you know, there's so many questions that people have about live video and live streaming. So um, just to get just to get started, I love this four levels of live streaming thing, even though I can't figure out where I would actually fit into it. Um, can you share with people kind of so people who who are going to ask questions in the chat on Facebook and stuff can kind of figure out where which level they're at and maybe that can shape their questions a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So we go by four levels of live streaming. This is how we present um, the, the live streaming landscape. Um, and so level one is the selfie stream, (laughs) which is what I (laughs) call the, you know, phone, you've got your phone up against, you know, and you're talking to the phone and you've got nothing else, right? That's the selfie stream. That's level one. Um, totally a good thing to do. It's the easiest way to start. Um, and it requires nothing, (laughs) Just right. hitting that go live button, right? Um, and then level two is your phone, but with some gear. So adding a microphone, adding a stabilizer to it, and you can get a mobile kit for two, two fifty, um, even down to one fifty. So you know it doesn't cost a lot of money, but it gives you a more professional look and feel for your live streams. So that's level two. And then level three is where you are, Ross, which is going live from your desktop computer. And so this is um, this gives you the ability to, you know, do kind of more fancy stuff like bring in online interviews. It allows you to, you know, title your have title graphics so people know where to find you. Um, You can do split screen stuff. But you're using a software 
on a desktop computer to go live. Um, but that gives you a little bit more professionalism. It's a step up. And then level four is um, what we do on a daily basis because we go live every single weekday. Right. Plus we do live stream events for AT&T and, you know, an AB show and these big events. Um, we use a dedicated machine. So what we use is a live stream HD 51 box. Um, that's a machine that it, with a software that is dedicated to doing one thing and only one thing, and that is live streaming. Um, but it's the TV quality version of the live stream levels. Um, and this is the same exact software and hardware that CNN or ABC or any of those big companies, the networks, uh, take when they do remote streams or, um, you know, kind of uh, on like when they do election coverage, since that just happened, right. you know, that kind of thing. Right, um, right. So it's a TV quality. So those are the four levels. Um, and, you know, you you're at level three because you're using a desktop computer, you're using software and you're bringing in interviews, you're doing some of the fancier stuff. <laughs> OK, I, I actually haven't gotten to level one yet, actually. But uh, no, I, I think I did one. I did one phone, one cell phone broadcast um, when I couldn't get uh, Wirecast to connect to uh, Facebook Live and I was doing a takeover of somebody's <laughs> Facebook page. Other than that, I'm not sure I've ever done a phone. So interesting. People start there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I enjoy the, the interview, the talk show kind of yeah. kind of format. Um, so you for know people, what, by the way, before we move on, I just want to let you know that we are actually, I'm in the middle of putting together a quiz, um, that will walk people through these things and the questions that you need to answer for yourself with live streaming to understand where you should be. And then the gear and the equipment and the things that you need to know, right, um, right. to, to, to be at the level that you want to be. So I'm actually putting that together right now as we speak. Well, not as we speak today. <laughs> I'm not multitasking, um, but that'll be available later this week. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, I, I think while we have people who, who are watching the show who are at all all four levels, um, I would say that a lot of the people I think are on level three are doing desktop shows. Mm -hmm. They're doing interviews. They're using either a platform or an encoding software or something like that. And so, so my question would be, what do you think are the, the easiest ways without spending much money or, you know, changing your life around that people who are, you know, have started say in the last year, they started with Blab maybe, or they started with another platform like that and started doing interview shows and talk shows. What do you feel like are the main things that they could do easily to upgrade their, their presentation? Into level three is, are you asking specifically? I'm saying about like that? if you're, if you're at a level three, let's say you, okay. you've been a level three for six months to a year or whatever, okay. and you're using a, you know, a platform like blue jeans, or, you know, maybe you started on blab, something like that, or maybe you just got wirecast. Um, what do you, what are the things that you see like that level threes could do that you go, wow, that's so easy. If they did that in, you know, one day, they would they would upgrade their presentation or their the quality of their show or whatever. That's a great question. Um, so there are a couple of things that you could do to stay at a level three, but make it look amazing. And that is, as well, we'll start with just look behind me. Um, mm -hmm. We are sitting on my set right now. Um, right. 
between me and my set, my backdrop, it's about six feet. Um, so it's not a lot of space. Right. Um, and so really this set took, uh, maybe 35 bucks. <laughs> so, really? um, and, and because I already had a bunch of stuff, right? So right. like you already have the pictures, like this Beatles picture already had it, right. uh, the, uh, bookshelf here, all the books, all the stuff on the bookshelf already had, um, the lamps, actually those lamps came from Ikea. So like okay. nothing, um, <laughs> like 10 bucks, um, the backdrop itself. And you can actually see over here, I left the set video wide so that you right. could actually see what we're sitting at because this isn't a really fancy thing. It looks good on camera. Um, right. but you can actually see over here, the seam of my vinyl backdrop. <laughs> so this is, this is a 35 buck, you know, uh, buy at Amazon wow. and, um, it's durable. It just hangs. Actually, we have it tacked to the wall. So we don't, we're not destroying any of the structure where we are. Um, so that's just, it, it's a brick backdrop. There are so many different options you can get on Amazon in terms wow. of backdrops that will, if you can just set aside some space dedicated to that, um, set up your lights, set up, you know, something, but it's a dedicated small space. It doesn't take up a lot of room. Um, uh, but that way you don't have to take it down and put it back up every time. Right. That'll make a massive difference. We actually did a workshop, the free workshop on how to build a set in under $200. Um, and I think it actually came out to like $110 uh, all in, mm. when all was said and done. So <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a link to, to, you know, put that in the description. Um, oh, after that's the fantastic. Fact. Thank but, you. Yeah. And, I mean, when I look at, when I look at your set, when you're doing your show, I mean, it looks like you're in this sort of like luxurious room. I mean, it's got such a beautiful appearance on it. And yet you said you spent $35 and, you know, you didn't have to build a brick wall behind you or anything. <laughs> right. you leave, like you said, six feet about between where you're sitting and, and, and where the wall is, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And so you do want some depth if you can, if you can get it, you don't have to, but you know, if you can get it, like after you, if you look up, let me show you up here, <laughs> up here is a little hair light, right? Right, right? So that little light, um, just kind of gives me some separation along here. Right, it's actually, right. It looks a little harsher than it does on our regular camera, but I'm just using the webcam. Um, but you know, the 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 it gives me distinction between me and the backdrop. So just right. small little things like that can make a massive difference. I think another thing is graphics. So mm -hmm. something where you know you you hire somebody, if you're, most of us, let's face it, are not great with graphics. Right. I am not allowed to touch graphics around <laughs> here. <laughs> By my own, you know, like, I will not allow myself to touch graphics um, because I'm terrible at it. So you gotta know your strengths. If you're not good at that, then don't try and create graphics yourself. Um, we have one person, Paul Dixon, who does all our graphics so that we have consistency throughout our website, throughout our live streams, throughout our rec regular recorded videos. So everything looks and has the same feel. And so just by adding 
a little bit of graphics to your presentation um, that look good and clean and professional, you can make a massive mm -hmm. difference in your quality appearance. Right, right. Well, it's something on my list for the <laughs> the next year to work on. Um, this hey, set but you was know put what? this set was put together for zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but no, what I don't. Do I don't have a color? course on that. <laughs> for a hundred dollars, I can tell you how to do zero dollars. <laughs> no, but, but you know, um, like, it's a, at least you didn't stop. At least you didn't let it stop you, right? Like that's number yeah. one. You got to get it done, and if it doesn't have to be perfect, you can step it up as you as you go on. So now, a lot of people when they get to level three and they're they're doing it for a little while, they think that maybe they should run out and get a green screen. Oh God, what do you please think of the no, you're not a fan, right? <laughs> I I beg you to take the word green screen out of your vocabulary. Okay. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this. Green screen is a no-no for 99% of the people. Um, right. And so the only time you should do green screen is if you have a professional videographer uh, or editor who knows what the hell they're doing. Um, right. You have to light it perfectly. You have to key it out perfectly. Like there's so many points of failure um, that are possible with green screen. So I say absolutely not. Um, and I would want to meet whoever is doing <laughs> that before giving a go ahead <laughs> for green screen. Um, yeah, like I said, you know, backdrops, you can make, you can make it look like whatever you want to. Um, with some simple, you know, set design, um, and don't let set design, you know, scare you. It's just, just right. some stuff there. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> right, right. No on green screen. <laughs> yeah. So are there other, there are other things that you get asked a lot by people sort of in that level three zone or things that you observe that you say, oh, I could really help this person if they just would do <laughs> um, fill in yeah. the blank. A, a very, very basic one is framing. Um, so, you know, having the rule of thirds, which let's just call it, call it out. So, uh, if you have kind of a tic-tac-toe board in your frame, mm -hmm. I'm kind of cheating here. I'm looking at my frame here. Um, so the rule of thirds, you, you know, really want to be on, I wasn't sure how we were going to come in framed. So I sat right in the middle, but really, if you want to, you want to go, well, you've got me on the kind of the the side of that right but then if you've you've got to also think about it from a perspective of having dual screens so if you're presenting two people on the same screen in a split screen environment which people at level three do a lot right, right. um you want to make sure that you're when you're like sitting here in the the lower or the side right. of right. your video when it's when it's a single shot then you want to be you know in the middle when it's right. a dual shot so just framing um too much headroom um you know is is often a thing like if i if you don't mind picking me if you don't mind pick me picking on you for a second um right. <laughs> i would suggest <laughs> go ahead <laughs> I would yeah, suggest a little take less it. headroom. Um, so like just bringing your, your webcam. No, <laughs> other way. <laughs> other way. <laughs> um, you know, just making sure Better. that your head is kind of towards the top of the frame as opposed to more in the middle. And, you know, things like that are um, just really super uh, easy things to do is and that, make it look that better. better. 
It is a lot better. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, one of the, one of the things when you use these platforms, I mean, obviously like if you're using something like, and I keep coming back to Wirecast cause that's the encoding software live production vehicle that I know how to use. Mm-hmm. Um, you can compose all the shots ahead of time. So you can have a shot for say, if you were just had your guest on by themselves and another shot where you're side by side and it just depends how you crop it. You don't actually have to move them. When you use a platform, um, you don't always get in the recorded video what you thought you were seeing. <laughs> Like, I I remember having somebody on Blab and they positioned themselves so there'd be nothing like sort of identifying behind them. And then the recording comes out and it's like totally different from what they were seeing. So that's one of the advantages, I guess, when you get to level three, the more you can do yourself, the more you can actually compose those shots ahead of time so that they're already they're already set up when you go from person by themselves to two people side by side and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing you have to realize is that is at any level, um, Mm -hmm. especially level three and level four is uh, things will go wrong a lot (laughs) because it's live (laughs) video. It's just, that's what happens in live. And like you, you can't take that personally because you can do what you do and you can practice and you can prep. Um, and then things will sometimes just change like two seconds before you hit the go live button. Right. And so it happens, it happens to the big networks. It happens to everybody. Um, and that's one of the reasons that we do like a 10 minute countdown with our shows. And we suggest that, you know, you have this in place so that you can not only, it serves multiple purposes, but one, you get to fix issues <laughs> when right, they go right. wrong uh, before the start time, right? So you go 10 minutes before your top of the hour you know, stream. Um, and then you also get to have a chance to engage with the viewers who are there. Right. Um, and you get to have this moment of relationship building. Uh, you also, it also is really important to go live for an extended period of time, not just five or 10 minutes and then be out of there. Um, when you go live at least 20 minutes, you'll see a, you'll see an absolute difference. So your peak happens right around the 20 minute mark. And so okay. if you have, you know, the, if you have a 10 minute pre-show, you're, you're spending 10 minutes, you're spending half of that just with the pre-show. And so you'll have more people get more of the content um, <laughs> for your actual show. So it serves multiple purposes. Right, right. And one of the things I, I noticed is that um, even though you go live on Facebook and you go live on Periscope, you're embedding a different video on your website afterwards. You're not embedding the video from one of those sites. Is that something that you recommend people like, what do you recommend people doing when they actually take the recorded video? Um, either that they record locally, that they record on Facebook, they record on YouTube. Um, I assume you recommend you edit out the pre and post show. Um, yeah. So the, the, if you're at level three and level four or level four, you can save that locally, right? That file mm-hmm. locally to your drive, which is mm, a better choice in terms of repurposing content. This is the biggest 
thing that people forget. <laughs> so yeah. when, when people come into live video, um, they think live, 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 live. Right. <laughs> and then, and then it's over and then they're gone and they do nothing with that piece of content. You as a content creator are putting effort and time into this right. content that you're creating. <laughs> so why not make it work for you in multiple ways? So we do um, multiple things with it. One, we trim out the pre-show um, and then we have a, a just a good professional looking video, right? That right. Um, has engagement, but it's mixed in. So it's not like, oh, hey, we're fixing problems. You know, so we edit out right, all that right. stuff. And then um, we post that on our blog and we, we set a schedule of promotion depending on the type of content for like six months um, mm -hmm. to a year. We use co-schedule for that promotion. Um, and then we also sometimes take clips of that show. Um, so if there's something that's, a, you know, a tutorial or a really good piece of content, uh, we can clip that out and say, you know, release that as just a separate piece that may be five minutes as opposed to 30 minutes. And so you're going to get new people or people who aren't willing to spend 30 minutes, but who might right. be willing to spend five minutes, at least to get them into your universe and get mm -hmm. them interested in your content. So right. um, multiple, multiple ways to, to deal with repurposing your content, but you don't want to forget about that because again, you're putting so much work into it. <laughs> right, right. But the video you record locally, if you're at a level three or that you get from a platform that you can download rather than what goes out to YouTube or Facebook or whatever is going to be of a higher quality. Yes. Yeah. The, I would say downloading from Facebook is your last resort. Right. Um, right. But, you know, if you have to do it, you have to do it. Right. And. One of the things that I noticed on your website, you focus on helping people. Uh, you have courses that help people grow their show. And that's one of the biggest concerns. I think the questions that I get from people is, oh, my God, if I keep doing this, will anybody ever show up? Will anybody show up? Obviously, you have to be consistent. You have to find a regular time and you have to promote. But what are some of the things that people could do that they could take away to try and grow their audience and, and take their show to the next level? Yeah. So I just want to touch on that consistency thing. That is, it's funny, Brian Fanzo is in, in the house. Hey, Brian. Um, and, you know, <laughs> he was just doing a, a live stream earlier and, and he was talking about this as well. And we, we both feel very, very strongly about this philosophy. Like you have to you have to be consistent. You know, everyone says content is king. Consistency is king. Um, without consistency, you have no brand, no stable right. brand at least. So you must, 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 must be consistent with your stream, with your brand, with your posting, with every single thing that goes into your brand. So this is a, a really, really important thing for you to say, you know, when you start a live streaming show, you have to have a strategy, you have to have um, a plan in place. And that includes everything from planning to streaming to posting, to marketing. So um, with that strategy, with that plan, um, you're going to uh, post, you're going to have consistency and then, um, you're going to, you know, follow through. And one of the things that I want you to do, if you're thinking about going live or if you've started live and you're having that 
that moment of fear or like, oh, nobody's showing up. Right, <laughs> right. Is say to yourself, write it down, write it on the bathroom mirror and lipstick, whatever you, you have to do. Six months to a year, you must be committed to yourself and to your audience and to your business right. for six months to a year before you may see results. Now, th that being said, live streaming is actually the fastest result getter that, that in terms of marketing that I've ever seen. Um, and, you know, I, I, I do video and, um, you know, other types of marketing, Facebook ads, like live video has the most power and the most and the fastest uh, results. However, um, so in terms of growing the audience, you, um, you want to be consistent and you want to make sure that you're preparing and providing value for each and every stream that you do. Then what you want to do is actually work all of your marketing pieces together. So you may have an email list. You may have, uh, if you're going live on Facebook, you may have Twitter as well or Instagram or Snapchat. Um, you may have other properties like a website. You want to work all of those pieces together. So you don't want to just treat Facebook Live or wherever you're going live, Periscope, as its own entity and expect right. everybody to get there. Right. So you have to say to your email list, hey, I'm over here. <laughs> you have to go to your website. Hey, I'm over here. You have to go to Twitter if you're on Facebook and say, hey, I'm over here. <laughs> like, you right, got to work right. all of these things together. Um, and you've got to have this strategy and this plan to make it all one cohesive um, plan and, and strategy, right? So that's um, that's one of the things. Um, don't forget, don't think that it's its own little island. And then um, one of the other things is is network. I I know people hate that word because it's right, a scary right. ass word. Like I don't I don't want to go. No, I hate networking events. You know, like I'm shy. I know you don't believe that, but I am. <laughs> and one like, of these days of, you'll get up the confidence to do your own show, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's true. Like at an event, when I think about the word marketing, I'm like, oh god, I just want to go hide in a corner. Um, but you got to make relation. You got to bank friendships. You got to get out there and build relationships with like-minded people, people who you want to be in your community. So find other Facebook groups, find um, uh, Twitter hashtags that are relevant to your topic um, and, and start getting out there, start talking to people, start providing value and make sure that your platforms um, represent your show. So what I mean by that is if you look at my profile pictures um, or my, my profile headers on Twitter, Periscope, um, Facebook, um, YouTube, like everywhere, it says straight up, Start and grow your live streaming show. That's my message. And um, it says, you know, live at 10 a.m. Pacific every weekday. Like It's very clear where you right. can find me. Um, and so when people do check you out because you've been providing value and you've been building relationships, they may click over to your profile. They need to be very clear about where they can get more of you if they are not they will leave and never come back. So, you know, this is, this is all a cohesive strategy that you've right. got to build. 
Wow, that's so much great information. I'm going to have to actually watch the replay. I never watch the replays of my own shows and like start taking notes. Um, but while you're while you're talking about multiple platforms, I want to bring in um, a question from Eileen Smith on Facebook says, um, what is the biggest downside of doing multicasting to Facebook, Periscope and YouTube? If you're not set up for it, it will harm you rather than do you good. So it is not for everybody to, to multicast. Um, so what I mean by that is the worst thing you can do for your audience is not be there for your audience. So if you're going to Facebook, Periscope and YouTube and you're only paying attention to Facebook, then Periscope and YouTube are left out and they won't be back because people show up at live streams because they want that conversation, because they know that they should be able to talk to you. So if they ask you a question, you have to answer that question, right? right if right. they say hi, you've got to say hi to them. So, you know, this is the two-way conversation and the worst thing you can do is not have a conversation with your audience. It will harm you rather than do you good. So if you can only pay attention to one platform, then only do one platform at a time. You could take the same content to multiple different platforms at different times and still accomplish the same thing. Um, but you know, one the, the, the reason that we're able to accomplish that is two, twofold. One, I'm not setting up multiple different devices. I'm not setting up two phones that then I have right. to look at this lens. Yeah, this lens <laughs> and then this lens. I was like, is it down here? Right, right. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not switching my eyes back and forth, paying attention to two different audiences where they know that I'm not giving them my full attention. They right, will feel right. left out. Um, and that's why I don't like dual streaming with two different devices. But what I'm doing is I'm sending one signal to multiple different places. And um, that way everybody feels included. And secondly, I've got a system down. <laughs> like right. I have all of my platforms. I've got Facebook, I've got Periscope, my two accounts on Periscope. I've got YouTube all up on my screen at the same time where I'm seeing all of their comments and responding. And I just go back and forth. I go Facebook, Periscope, YouTube, right. Facebook, Periscope, YouTube. <laughs> like, right. But that also requires multitasking and being able to deliver content, being able to pay attention to the comments, right? So it's it's an involved process. So I don't suggest that you do it unless you can do it well. Right. We're talking with Loria Petrucci from LivestreamingPros.com. Welcome everyone watching on Facebook. If you have questions, we'd love to take your questions. And before we get on to the monetization part, which may have some interest to a couple of people who are watching. Um, <laughs> nah, I, I think we can skip that. <laughs> yeah, let's just skip the monetization. Nobody cares about that. <laughs> we all just do it for the love of the broadcast. Um, but when you do TV, because I, I saw you were on CNN to talk about the iPhone 7 and you've done reporting for BBC and other, you know, traditional cable and network TV. How is that experience different? from, you know, somebody who does so much live streaming and podcasting and things like that? Like, do you feel like a fish out of water or do you feel like it's the exact same skill set and principles you're using to do your live stream show? There are similarities for sure, but there are definitely differences. And, and the main difference is 
the one way broadcast versus mm the conversation that's happening. Um, even, you know, when I do expert segments on CNN, for example, um, it's, you know, it's definitely a different feel. Like when I, when I get on there, it's, uh, all right, go, 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 go. You've got to be like super quick. You've got to, you've got to push your content out and right. you don't care what, <laughs> what anything what else uh, is happening right so it's definitely just a a super quick typically um one-way broadcast you're not even really having a conversation with the host of the show even though there is conversation happening it's not a real conversation you know it's question answer question answer <laughs> typically right, right. um so yeah it's just a it's a very different environment um i I definitely, I mean, I've done a ton of TV. Um, I definitely prefer the live streaming aspect where we can really get to know. Like, I know all of my viewers. I know who they are, where they're from, and not every single one. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> if you take the time to have a conversation with me, I am taking the time to learn about you. I know even sometimes their birthday or their dog's name or their, right. their business, right? So I'm taking the time to really get to know and build a relationship with my viewers. You can't do that on regular traditional TV. So that's the main right. difference. And that's why I prefer doing what I do best. <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina asks, where were you when I started live streaming last year? <laughs> I was right here. Well, She's right here now, and we're going to move into the monetization part. And uh, let me ask this from the perspective of a lot of people who are, like I say, we're kind of focusing on the level three people who maybe discovered this kind of thing on, on Blab, and they've been doing it six months to a year, year and a half. Um, and they start to think, well, is this something that could be monetized? How, how would you recommend they go? about either doing research on that or starting to to monetize like how would you how would you recommend getting that process started easy for well, me to say <laughs> <laughs> well first so this is a huge topic right and it's definitely mm -hmm. something that i cover you know in depth in my courses but this is first and foremost you want to start with the knowledge that you may want to monetize it but not mm -hmm. with the drive of monetization. So there's a very big difference here. And that looks like this. When you start with the drive of monetization, all you are thinking about is money. <laughs> like right. When you, you, you're going to create your show based on wanting that money. You're going to create your content based on wanting that money. You're going to think about money constantly. And yes, we're all businesses here. <laughs> like right. this is a necessary part of business. Let's face it. But when you start with the knowledge that yes, you do need to monetize it, but you focus on the value first, you're going to have a way better success rate. Um, somebody actually in one of my broadcasts said, let's see if I can remember this. Um, he said, help, um, shoot. I forget what all the things stood for, but it was like, um, 
engage, like I forget what the H was, but like uh, help, help, um, but then engage, uh, listen to people and then um, uh, promote less. So mm-hmm. those, I forget what the H really stood for. Um, <laughs> right. But you know, this is, this is the concept, right? You are focusing solely on the value, making sure that you are helping people, that you are providing value, you're getting people to where they need to go in whatever, you know, uh, industry you're in. And then you have a product or a service that you're selling. So there are multiple ways of monetization. So let's back up here for a minute. Um, You can do it indirectly or you can do it directly. Directly would be things like monetization, or sorry, would be like sponsorships. Um, So if you're going to, to to get a sponsor for your show, that's a direct monetization route. Or if you're going to have viewer funding, like through Patreon, that's a direct monetization route. Those are both hard <laughs> and right. take a lot of time. Um, any any monetization is a little difficult. Um, but uh, then indirect monetization is if you are going to look at your show as a marketing effort, marketing strategy, and you're going to build your expertise. Um, and then you're going to monetize that in ways like, uh, like offering your products or services or mm-hmm. building your expertise so that you get speaking engagements, um, mm-hmm. or you can provide consults, uh, consultation, you know, calls and, and have coaching. So those are indirect monetization and that's where that's like that's how we do ours like live streaming pros right. we're live every weekday we're giving away a ton of free content and we're helping people every single day on the back end of that at the end we have a call to action if you would like to learn more and take the step by step guide through our courses we would love to help you get started and get started with the right strategy as opposed to, you know, trying to, to do it all on your own and finding the frustration. You know, so that's our call to action. And then we tell them where they can go to get those courses. But it's it's a it's a welcome call to action because right. you've just given them a ton of value. And there are so many different ways that you can can get a call to action in there where it's welcome as opposed to this hard pitch at the end i'm gonna right. sell you now right like right, right. nobody wants that <laughs> price is going up in 20 minutes but if yeah. you buy now <laughs> exactly <laughs> so that's that's how you sell is you have a monetization route and then you focus on the value and you offer what you're doing really is you're offering um somebody to take that next step with you and giving them something of even more value that of course they need to pay for because you've spent, it's your expertise. It's it's what you've spent your time and years of, uh, and money on building that expertise. And if they want that, you know, in-depth knowledge, then there, that's how, that's how life works. Right. 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 (laughs) It's not that you're selling, it's that you're offering you know, that next step. So of the three, the three options being sponsorship, being, you know, getting your community to contribute through something like Patreon or using your show as a vehicle to then offer products and services. 
the last one of the three is the one where most people are going to find if they find success at monetizing it, that's going to be where it where it happens. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would say, yes, um, most of the people um, who are probably watching right now are are going to fall into that category. If you if you have a business, if you have a brand, if you are you know trying to sell your expertise, essentially, then um, that's where you're going to fall. Uh, sponsorships are definitely a route that you can go down, but it's a harder mm-hmm. route. I did sponsorships for for my podcasts and live streams for 10 years. And, um, I finally was like, screw that. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with sponsorships. Right. Um, just cause it's a constant, uh, it's a constant sales cycle, you know? So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a harder route to go down for most people. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a great discussion going on on Facebook about monetization and whether it, it drives, you know, people to feel too much pressure. Mario Armstrong, Jen Nelson hey, are participating. Um, Sabrina, Michael Thomas, just great discussion going on. Don't have time to bring everybody's questions in at the moment, but if you do Actually, have questions, I, go, yeah, go can, ahead. Go can ahead. I, can I bring one person's up, Brian, giving value equals your perfect sales pitch. Um, I just want to offer an example here that really drives that home. Um, so I, one of my clients, AJ Rivera, and I just did a show with him recently where we talked about this. He, he used, you know, he goes live, um, fairly regularly. He's, he hasn't doing a show just yet. He's getting to that, but, um, he does live regularly. And then one day he just had a really bad day. Like this happened. And then that, um, it was just a snowball effect of badness right. all day long. And he had made the commitment to do a live stream that day. And most people would have at the end of the day been like, forget it. I'm getting a glass of wine and I'm done. <laughs> like, right. you know, I'm not, I'm not doing live. Um, but he said, you know, I had a commitment. I'm going to do it anyway. And so he did it. And he, all he said was, I've had a really bad day. What can I do to help you? And so he just sat there and answered questions. He just helped people. And literally he was like, I'm not here to pitch anything. I'm not going to offer you anything. I'm just having a bad day and I want to get out of my funk and I want to help you in, you know, to, to do that. Um, and so he just sat there for 30 minutes and answered questions, helped people. And by the end of that, he had people begging him to provide a link so they could buy his stuff. Wow. (laughs) Right. Like (laughs) this drives value is key home because that wasn't his goal. 100%. He just wanted to help because that he knew could get him out of his funk. And, um, it worked. He had like five or six sales that day. (laughs) Right. Right. For, for people looking to do the sponsorship route, how, how do you measure, like how, how do potential sponsors measure live video? I know podcast is kind of measured in downloads and radio has its uh, Arbitron ratings and all that kind of thing. But how how is what is the metric that everybody looks for in live streaming or is it too no, too new to have really found something yet? No, I mean, it's not too new. You know, it's been around for a long time. Um, it depends on. <laughs> 
depends on what sponsor you're talking to, to be honest. There are some mm -hmm. sponsors who get it and some sponsors who don't. Um, so the sponsors who don't, just like regular recorded video podcasts, you're going to have people who just want numbers um, and that's all they care about. And so with live video, like we were talking about earlier with um, the you know uh, repurposing of that content, you can still cue live video from or, or uh, look at the numbers from a perspective of on live and then after live. And you can still go out that 30 days because live mm -hmm. lives on. Right. I call it the afterlife um, or after live. Um, uh, but the, the after, you know, part of live video. I just found a spider. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, spider. Um, <laughs> Does that count as a view? Can we, can we add that to the view list? <laughs> hey, you sitting here listening. <laughs> but you, you've got, you've got those view counts that you can do, but the more important measurement and what you would want to drive your sponsors to understand. And a lot of times you have to educate your sponsors rather than let them tell you what they're looking for. Um, right. But the, the more important one is engagement. So what is the engagement like? Um, I look at the live, the one-to-one the -one ratio. This is what I look for. If you have 20 viewers and you have 20 comments, and you are good. Mm -hmm. Like that is good engagement, right? And if that goes above, if you have 20 comments or 20 viewers and 50 comments, you've got a highly engaged audience. So right. that's what you're looking for. And I don't care so much about likes or um, hearts. <laughs> like <laughs> those things. Yes, they are a factor of engagement, but they're not what I really pay attention to. I pay attention to um, those those comments. Are you getting people to actually participate in the conversation and talk to you and share that with their friends? That's mm -hmm. what's more important to me, at least. We'd love to get a and couple more quotes. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to tack one thing on. And that's what will give your sponsors more value and more response to their, to their products. So we'd love to get a couple more questions from Facebook before we wrap up. I do want to ask you like do 10 second views. Does that matter? Does, is that something, I mean, it, it, that seems to be like the first metric on, on Facebook, right? You get views and you get 10 second views and you get people who completed watching. There's gotta be something in between, right? <laughs> If you do an hour show, I mean, it's nice to know somebody watched for 10 seconds, but that doesn't really tell me very much. Or it's I, nice to know somebody completed the whole hour. That's wonderful. But that isn't going to be most people either. Like, there, there needs to be like a 10 minute mark or something. Right. A 10 second viewer does me absolutely no good. <laughs> um, no, it's, uh, I mean, that's really their algorithm for saying they at least didn't scroll right past it. Um, but again, that can mean, you know, any number of things. They got a call and their cursor is sitting there like on top of your, you know, it, it's just it's right. a random stat that means really nothing. But um, yeah, you know, it, it matters more. I would like 
Facebook analytics, definitely the best analytics in the business right now. Um, well, I mean, YouTube, YouTube has, has really good analytics as well, but, uh, I would like to see those get deeper over and they will over time. They've already taken a massive step in the right direction in the last six months. Um, but the, what you're looking for is, are the people who will stick around with you, right? What you're trying to create with your live show is that consistency and you're trying to create a habit with your viewers. So our philosophy, and I probably should have said this right up front, is that you you have this consistent show at the same time every single weekday or sorry, not, not every single weekday. Don't do that. Um, every single week, you know, you're, you're live. Um, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern or 6 p.m. Eastern (laughs) Pacific time. I don't know what time it is over there. Um, You know, you have you have this consistent show. But then on top of that, you have the random streams that you do to build the relationship and open up the human side to your brand. Um, So you have that combo effect. And with that consistency, you're creating this habit so that people will stick around for 30 minutes um, while you do your show and they're going to make time to be there. And that's what you're trying to build. And I don't like, don't get so caught up on the analytics that it drives you insane. Right. Use it as a guide, but it's not there to, to make you go crazy. Yeah. Mario Armstrong says that those metrics of a few seconds were fine for a short form video, but not really good for, for live streams. Totally agree. Um, a question from Jen Nelson. What is the ratio of content to engagement that makes your audience feel the most included while still providing good content for the replay? Yeah, this is um, this is a biggie. So good question, Jen. Um, what I, I actually have a formula that I teach um, in in our courses and, and with our, our live streams. What you want to avoid is this scenario. Hey, so I'm going to give you the secret to life. Oh my God, Mario. I am so glad you are here. Thank you so much for coming. (laughs) Okay. So today we're really going to talk about the secret to life. Oh, Jen, what a good question. It's really good to see you. Yeah. I'm going to answer that here in a minute. So the secret to life is this, what you want to do is first step, Eileen, hey, really freaking annoying, isn't it? Like you need to get to the actual content. So right. What you want to avoid is too much engagement. Like that is an actual mistake that people make. Um, even though I say like engagement is key here. Um, so what you want to do is you want to start out with what teaser. Um, you have a teaser that tells people what to get, what they're going to get. Now this teaser this two second teaser at the very beginning of your live stream doesn't actually do anything for the live videos or for the live video because no one's there to see it yet. Um, But what it does is sets you up for your recorded, your replays, right? And your recorded video. Um, So you start off with that teaser. 
then you say, you know, you intro yourself, you say who you are and, and why people should watch you, um, just kind of have that intro. And then you, by that time, you should have some people joining unless you're doing your first few streams, which you may not have anybody and that's okay. Um, but if you do have people, then you can start to call people out and say hi and welcome them. And then you pretty immediately get into the content. And this is, this is without a 10 minute pre-show, right? Like a pre-show right. is completely different. I'm talking about the content itself. Um, and so you, you get into the value pretty immediately, right? Like you, you got to get into it. And then you, um, then like, so it, and I, I, somebody took this wrong the other day. So I just want to clarify, you, you do want to give people some time to get into it, but you don't want to sit there and be like, Hey, you know, I'm talking about nothing. I've got nothing to say. So tell a story. If you're waiting for people to join, right. you know, have a story prepared to tell, talk to, but anyway, so get into the value. And then when you come to a stopping point, you get to the engagement part. So you go back to the audience, you answer questions, you say hi to people, you call them out by name um, rather than just saying the question, um, mm -hmm. use their name because people love to hear their name. And then you get back into the value and then you get to the engagement. So like if you have a five-step process or a how-to or anything like that, you'll find natural breaking points in your value um, that you wanna pause take some questions and get back into the value. Right. A couple quick questions before we, we wrap up um, that I, I have and just kind of quick hitters, but um, what do you like to watch when you're not thinking about broadcasting at all and you're watching live stream or you're watching, you're listening to a podcast, what kind of thing do you enjoy just on your own? Um, <laughs> it's a good question. Um, so I watch a lot of um, like, other live streamers just to see because i'm always looking for examples to use or people doing right. it well and things like that so i watch a just a lot of other live streamers um i if i'm if i'm not thinking about work at all then i tend to watch just my friends like leslie samuel from becomeablogger.com like he right. he he does good value but he also does really good like just family streams like He'll show off his newborn baby, you know, like things like right. that. And, you know, so th that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you had to um, pick only one platform for the average person, I know everybody's got different communities and different interests. But if you said somebody said, where should I go? You know, I'm doing a run. I'm doing a middle of the road show. Should I go to Facebook? Should I go to Periscope? Should I go to YouTube? And you go, they only have time to do one. They, they can't set up multiple screens and all that. Which platform would, would you tell them to go to? Most people are going to find the most success in Facebook mm -hmm. um, just because of all that it offers in terms of the afterlife of the show. Um, and so that, you know, in being able to get a bigger audience in terms of running Facebook ads to it, um, the ability to even download your streams, you know, like mm -hmm. every little nuance that Facebook has right now is is definitely winning um, for most, the majority of people out there. And what kind of live show, live stream show would you never like to see again? Or you see just too many of like, oh, wow, not another one of these. Everybody thinks this is great, but it's really not that entertaining. <laughs> well, 
I, I before you said everything everybody thinks this is great like the the one the live streams that I've seen that I never want to see again are women in bikinis like shaking their booty directly in front of the camera like, <laughs> or <laughs> or up the nose shots of people saying absolutely nothing or walk like them watching TV and them just holding the phone here and saying absolutely nothing like <laughs> those, right. those streams drive me insane <laughs> <laughs> five years from now will live streaming look more like television or will television look more like live stream shows or will they meet somewhere in the middle if facebook has anything to do it with it um all tv will look like a facebook <laughs> live stream <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If Mark Zuckerberg has anything to say about it. Um, yeah, so definitely, you know, I mean, take Mario Armstrong, for for example, right? Like he's 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 meshing the two worlds um, right. right now with his with his live shows. So you, you're going to see a meshing um, that's going to happen. But I believe that, you know, the engagement, the audience participation, that part of the live streaming um phenomenon will win out over. So like, I think the quality from TV mm-hmm. and the engagement from live streaming, those two mesh, you've got something good. Quick, quick final question from uh, chef Michael, Michael Thomas asks, which platform do you think is better as a practice platform? Um, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter if you're just on there to practice um, Facebook, you can actually practice privately. Um, actually, on Periscope, you can do that as well. Um, yeah, so, you know, either of those, if you want to just practice, you can go private. Um, you can share it with only your friends and family uh, or a couple of people you trust, you know. Um, so either it doesn't really matter whatever where. I, but I would say get used to the platform you're planning on going live on, on a regular basis, not just right. practice over here and then go over here because you're going to have different experiences. Thank you so much for joining us, Laurie. It's been a lot of fun and so much great information over the last hour. Just tell everybody where they can find you and, and, you know, if you have anything you want to pitch, the floor is yours. <laughs> you mean offer? <laughs> Anything you would like to offer for people who may need a little more information or help, um, you are here at their service. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Um, thank you for having me, by the way. This has been a blast. Thank you for all the comments that, that have come in. You guys are awesome in the chat room. Um, so yeah, uh, livestreamingpros.com is my website. We are live on Facebook, Periscope, and YouTube every single weekday. Um, live streaming pros, except for Periscope. You can find that on the website, <laughs> but right. um, yeah, it gets a little bit more complicated. Um, but yeah, so we're live a daily at 10 a.m. Pacific every single weekday, and we'd love to to see you as uh, engage and be part of the community. If you do want to 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 take that next step and actually learn all of the steps that we suggest taking with live streaming in terms of starting your show and then also growing your show, uh, you can find those uh, at livestreamingpros.com slash start my show. Um, and that's also on the main page there as well. So, yeah. Wow. Well, if the last hour is any indication, I, I imagine it's a, it's, a, it's a great buy and, and you have so much great knowledge to share. So, again, we appreciate you coming on. And thank you so much, Loria Petrucci. 
from LivestreamingPros.com. Have a great night, everybody. Bye. <laughs>